everyone we're here to talk about the daily scrum and maybe what not to talk about and maybe what not to do this is my own personal opinion for those of you who are doing scrum you're probably aware that up to the 2017 scrum guide there were some suggestions of questions you could ask in the daily scrum and when the sprint goal was introduced i think around 2016 the three questions used to be, for example, before that, what what did I do yesterday? What am I doing today? Do I have any impediments? And that kind of changed a bit to what did I do in the last 24 hours towards the sprinkle? What am I doing in the next 24 hours towards the sprinkle? And do I have any impediments? And I think it's the most uh, boring, most uninspiring set of questions you could ask. And I was really relieved to see them no longer being recommended in the Scrum Guide. So it was nice to see that being taken away. That could be down to maybe the 2020 Scrum Guide being less prescriptive and maybe there's an expectation, I don't know, that maybe you should still be asking those, but I would say you should not be asking those questions. In fact, I don't like any daily meeting where it's designed around each individual on the team giving their update. I think that's a really bad smell for me. It shows that we're working in individual silos, we're just doing our updates, and we probably give too much of an update. For those of you who are familiar with the Kinevan sense-making framework from Dave Snowden and Cognitive Edge, there are five domains that you need to think about when you're working on problems. One of them is clear. You just follow a recipe. You know what to do. You should just go and do it and follow that recipe. Another one is complicated where you, maybe you need the help of others, other experts, and maybe you need more time to investigate. Complex where you might need some fresh thinking. You might need to get other ideas in terms of how we're going to tackle this problem. So we're trying to avoid analysis paralysis. And so we don't really want a situation where we're getting a bit locked up. So we want some fresh thinking, maybe some uh, uh, collaboration across multiple teams. And then what I call positive chaos, where we intentionally have a little bit of chaos, remove the shackles. People can be creative, but that's usually restricted uh, with some kind of a time box. And then there's more negative chaos, which is the kind of chaos that we like to avoid, the unintentional and not uh, planned chaos, if you like. Uh, the fifth domain is uh, disorder, which includes aporia and confusion, which I refer to as the WTF domain. And I don't mean waterfall when I say that. So thankfully, children aren't listening to this program. So why is that relevant? Why did I bring up the Kinevin Sensemaking Framework? You shouldn't really be talking about stuff you're doing that you don't need to collaborate with anybody else on. If there's something you're doing where you follow a recipe and you just need to do it, just do it. And we don't need to talk about it every day. In fact, it's, it's probably going to make the daily scrum really boring if you talk about that stuff. Really what I would prefer people talk about in the daily scrum is 
stuff that uh, maybe where we can help each other. So maybe we talk about the work rather than the workers. Maybe we look at the product backlog items that we brought into the sprint that are supporting the sprint goal. And we go through each one of those and see how we're doing. And you could have an individual leading the conversation on each of those items. And then we chip in, so to speak, to contribute in terms of how that item needs to move forward. So much less about being a status meeting. It was never intended to be a status meeting, but with the three questions, it goes that direction. And what I prefer is you're talking about the work as a team, how we want to achieve our goal. And of course, to do that, you need to have a goal in the first place in Scrum, 2020 Scrum Guide. You you need to have a product goal, a direction of travel, so to speak. And the sprint goal is iterating towards that. So you need to have a sprint goal. You don't need every item in the sprint. doesn't need to be uh, for that sprint goal, but uh, you, you need to have one. And so the daily scrum should be about how are we doing against delivering that sprint goal? Are we, do we think we're going to do this or do we think we've discovered some complexity that is beyond what maybe we would have expected? So be very careful about the, using the three questions and try to focus on the work instead is what I would say. The other thing I would say as well, from a flow perspective, we probably need to be looking at work, what work is getting uh, stuck or blocked to use Kanban terms. What work is maybe not even declared as blocked or impeded, but it is. We know that it's not moving. We know there's someone we're depending on who hasn't something, or maybe I'm working on something and I've blocked myself. I've actually gone off to do something else because some other priority has come up and it's agreed and so on, but it's it has now blocked that other work. So we need to be talking about what work is getting blocked. I refer to that work as uh, roadworks that we need to clear. So the sooner we get the roadworks out of the way, the sooner the road is clear so we can actually get a lot more work done. So there should really be a focus on what's slowing us down, what's blocked, what's impeding us, and also how can we help each other? Because really the daily scrum, scrum is designed for complex workers, barely in the liminal, just in the just inside the complex domain on the Kinevan sense-making framework. And so we really want to be focusing on the cooperation piece from the complicated space, the, the collaboration, even outside of our team in the complex space and in the positive chaos, we want to be able to give people the freedom to, to help each other out. And we also need to be able to talk about if we are in a bit of negative chaos, you know, does somebody need to do something and take a stand so that we try and get out of that chaos? And if we need to reflect, the Daily Scrum can maybe give us an opportunity to pause and reflect in terms of how we're doing. David Marquet talks about the red work and the blue work in one of his most recent books. And he says, uh, a lot of the time we go into execution bias, we're very so focused on finishing the work, but maybe we should be pausing to reflect on whether it's the right work, whether it's the right course of action and all that kind of thing. So the, the daily scrum is an opportunity to pause and reflect. So just because we've been collaborating, just because we've been cooperating, but just because we might've done some kind of a mini incubation piece where we want to give remove the shackles a bit for people, Maybe we discover something new and we discover that our strategy hasn't been correct and that we might need to change the way we're attacking the work. I would say avoid the three questions and don't talk about stuff that's clear, obvious or simple and quite frankly boring. Just go and do it. You don't need Scrum for that kind of work. And if you do, we know you have that kind of, some of that work some of the time, but you don't need to talk about it because it's, it's just not interesting. Talk about this. Let's talk about how we can help each other, how we can help the work to move further. Finally. Uh, about getting to know each other. There's a lovely podcast by Patrick Lencioni uh, at the Table Group. And he wrote a book called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And he had a podcast episode called The Five Dysfunctions of a Virtual Team. 
I can't recall all those five uh, dysfunctions, but I do remember him saying in the podcast episode on the virtual team that we need to treat these calls that we're having not as meetings in any event a scrum event is not a meeting it's an event it's an it's time box you can make it shorter and so on if if we're finished early i would say though in in the distributed environment we need to make space for getting to know each other and one of the things i loved about what bill campbell did one of the famous coaches coached many people in silicon valley in massive companies as uh, after the weekend he's a weekend report so he almost spent if there was one hour of a meeting he'd He'd almost spent 50 minutes of the meeting, just uh, everyone reporting what they did for the weekend and with their families and their friends. And, and that was to build up trust. And then when they finally went ahead, they, they, they were able to make progress. Similarly, in one-to-ones, he did the same. He'd spend most of the time with you uh, talking about all sorts of stuff to do with you personally. And then because the trust level was going up, you could then make a lot of progress with him in the last few minutes. So equally, even though the daily scrum is time box and all that kind of thing, I think it would be nice for teams either before or afterwards in, in distributed team times to make the effort to get to know each other. Just try to make sure that it's not that's not so artificial that it feels a bit weird for people. Culture matters, the people who are there matters and so on. So just be sensitive to how people feel around you in terms of how comfortable they are with going into that stuff. But in general, I would say not around the daily scrum necessarily, but people should be making the effort when some kind of meeting is over or an event in a scrum uh, context. And maybe just see, just do people have five or 10 minutes just to kind of shoot the breeze and just to get to know each other a bit better? That'll help us to commit better to the scrum values, which gives us trust. And, and that will also help us as well in terms of the three pillars of scrum to help us to be more empirical as we go forward. I would, this is my personal opinion, I wouldn't discourage people from talking about the personal stuff, getting to know each other. I think that's absolutely fine. Just make sure your daily scrum is 15 minutes or less. Maybe make allowances for certain informal sessions that you have before or afterwards, not part of the official agenda, but there's an expectation maybe sometimes that people will get to know each other. So I don't have any problem at all with people getting to know each other on the the daily scrum, as long as it's something they do afterwards or beforehand. Maybe. Got a question here from David Nixon. Thank you, David. Do I use any standard tools for reflection? Not really in the daily scrum, David, but in the retrospective, the, the sprint retrospective in scrum, there is a time box session. It would be three hours for a four-week sprint, 45 minutes, say, for a, for a one-week sprint. And we tend to borrow a lot from the work of Esther Darby and Diana Larson, they did a wonderful book on retrospectives and they give a bit of structure to how you run those retrospectives. I might run an episode on that, David. That's not a bad thing to talk about. We could easily consume 15 minutes talking about retrospectives. You could also look at funretrospectives.com. It's a free website where you can basically go in and set up a retrospective and you can even share the retrospective so people can add ideas and vote on them together. And it's a nice little tool. I did another episode, though, on what's the smallest thing that you can change, because one of the things that I noticed, David, is people, including me, use lots of fancy techniques for retrospectives to keep it fresh, to to make it different and so on. But sometimes people forget to improve. So they come up with all these improvement suggestions, uh, but then you look back over time and they actually haven't done them. So... I like to focus on what's the smallest thing that we can change. There will be some occasions, David, where 
maybe we've discovered we stepped into negative chaos. And so maybe we should talk about that. And so or maybe we need to go into disorder for a little bit and say, let's step back and reflect here about what's going on, because we just learned something the last 24 hours. And so I would actually lean on Kenevan a little bit here in terms of what would be the appropriate decisions to that, that we could make, what framework could we use? And uh, David, you've got a suggestion here for the Gibbs reflective process. I'm not familiar with that, actually. It'd be nice maybe if we could uh, chat about that sometime. Maybe you could come back on the show maybe in three months' time because uh, you were on recently and it'd be lovely to, lovely to talk about that, David. Thank you very much for that suggestion. So that's it for today. Uh, enjoy the football and have a lovely rest of your day. Thank you. Got a question for us? Leave a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash daily flow forward slash message and we'll feature it as well as provide you with an answer.